On the 77th episode of Fantasy Lens, we discussed the crazy divisional weekend of the playoffs, including Anthony's heartbreaking loss, all the coaching moves around the league, and of course, break down the conference championship week. Let's start the show. And I said, what about fantasy land? And she said that podcast, a sensational trend, as I recall, it's green. Best friends in football, let's fix the advice with a pop culture plan. Welcome to Fantasy Lens. I'm John, joined by Anthony and Brian, as always. What's up? We are hey. here to recap and rip the band-aid off of Anthony's fresh, freshly scabbed over wound. It's not like ripping a band-aid, it's more like ripping off like, I don't know, something like worse. What's ripping off worse than a band-aid? Like, cause this is just... Skin, you're ripping off your... Yeah, ripping off my own skin like of my taking, body. Taking staples out. It It's like but peeling hot it, flesh off gonna, someone's it, body. So the the... Thought is, it's not going to make you feel better at all. No, no, not at all. No, there's no, there's no feeling better. Just going to add to the misery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, this is what happens. Like usually, when the Saints burn, and you're ripping, you're going to rip off that burn if, skin. If the Saints, like in in situations where the Saints would normally lose, and I'd feel really upset, I would just hide and not talk about it or discuss it with anyone for oh, like a long a time. Baby. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you got to do. Though, to but be no, but I have to. I have to like. I have to deal with it on my own. But when you have a podcast, and you got to talk about football. I have no choice. Although, like I was telling you guys off air, um, I ignored everyone who text messaged me or Facebook messaged me. I was just done. I didn't say it. Although my stepfather fucking said congratulations when the Saints scored the field goal, <laughs> and he know he knows that shit bothers me, and he still fucking did it because he knows I'm superstitious. And he didn't text me back. I ignored him, and he knows I'm mad. He knows I'm fucking mad because you don't pull that shit because I'm really fucking superstitious with shit like that. And he fuck. Yeah, I blame him now. He's I'm a bookie him. too. He should know. He should know better. <laughs> fuck. That's fucked up. What about it's John's text? What I didn't see with John. I didn't see that one. Oh, mine was John's text during the game. Oh, because both of you said game over in like the first quarter. No, it wasn't the first quarter. It was, it was seventeen nothing, and it was oh, after quarter. the half. So I, I was like, oh, at old when the Saints came back, I was like, at old takes exposed to both of you. <laughs> yeah. So if you just let Anthony's reverse jinx stay for a whole game, the Saints probably would have won. But you had to first off. Break the reverse jinx with well, your text. Well, see, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. Um, well, the game, the thing was game over, but then it became a game, so making the game over. I know, but text. the game over was the reverse jinx. Well, a lot of things happened. Um, I was watching the game in the first half on my living room television. Then I, halftime, whatever, went, and my daughter started watching something on that TV. I went, took a shower, and then I watched it in my living room, uh, my bedroom TV, and they started coming back. So it was great. Everything was warm. Nope. Allison wasn't talking to me the entire game because she knew not to. Um, and then <laughs> that's finally, a good, that's a good wife, right? There. And then finally, when the Saints, uh, took the lead, uh, she said something, like she started talking to me, and then, I was like, oh, yeah, now I took the lead, uh, and I said something that I probably shouldn't have said, saying, like, I'm going to go crazy if they win. And I probably shouldn't have said that because in my mind, the whole game, I was like, they're going to lose, they're going to lose, they're going to lose. And finally, when they took the lead, I was like, oh, they're going to win. And then I should—I just shouldn't have said what I said, and I just I feel like I fucking jinxed them along with the yeah, congratulations. Yeah, you definitely had control over the outcome of the game. I absolutely did, and it's all it all comes down to me, not Marcus Williams, not uh, wrapping up the, uh, Stephon Diggs. That was the worst 
non uh, quote unquote tackle ever. Um, but there were some great memes made out of it. Oh, it was fantastic meme. I, I actually, look, I could laugh about things like that, even though it upsets me. I could still laugh about memes was, like that. The Stone Cold one was fantastic. The Stone Cold one, there was uh, the Rollins uh, uh, curb stomp was a funny one. Oh, I didn't see that Especially one. Especially because he brought it back for the first time yesterday. Was there, the, uh, was there an RKO one? Uh, uh, I'm sure I, there, there was an RKO, RKO one. one. Um, Probably. It was um, someone also did like you, did you see the video last week of the guy slipping down his driveway for like thirty seconds? Yeah, was that Marcus? And it? someone did it like where Marcus Williams was next to him, just like going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like, yeah. at, at that point, like you, like when something like that happens, you just either had to go cold turkey and just quit all media for about three days. Or just look at the memes and la- and have to laugh. I mean, I, I did. I definitely laughed. And I'll tell you though, after as, as I'm standing in disbelief watching Stefan Diggs in the end zone and Minnesota winning the game, mm. um, I the the thought crossed my mind many times. Did someone pay Marcus Williams because that looked so bad that like how like even a high school kid should make that tackle? Like, what are you doing? Where were you going? Who are you trying to hit? Because it wasn't Stefan Diggs. I think he was trying to, I don't know, maybe avoid pass interference. Maybe yeah, he thought he was going like to get would be the, That would be the only explanation. But you know what? Take the pass interference. Take the pass interference because it's not a touchdown. Yeah, but no. You don't, got- as, you're, as Marcus Williams, you don't think he's going to score if you miss that tackle because you think there might be other players well, the thing that is, get him. But you're the safety. You don't want, you don't you want are- to give him a chance at a 50-yard field goal after they just hit a 53. But you're the I last. I heard that Marcus Williams was uh, – I didn't hear the only the only explanation I've heard that makes more sense than throwing the game was that uh, dig, the height Diggs got going up for the ball. Uh, he didn't want to hit him before he got the ball and cause a pass interference, so he pulled up a little and it kind of changed his it's, stride. I guess it's possible. I mean, and there was also there was another def- uh, there was a corner right there, but then he Williams took out the corner. Yeah, no, he totally took out his own teammate. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I was. I'm still like sort of in disbelief that it happened. Yeah, that was nuts. It's really. I mean, you know what? I would have rather them just lost seventeen nothing. Oh, of course. Because they gave like I mean Drew Brees again put his team on his back, and yeah, he was balling again. It was insane from what first half to second half what he did, and it it pisses me off. Like I was watching. I mean, I could talk about this for days, but I was watching the NFL Network during the day, mm-hmm. and they had, uh, I guess all weekend, all week, they had Thomas Davis on from the Carolina Panthers. And you could tell Tar- Thomas Davis is complete sour grapes against the Saints and Breeze because he said that Breeze needed this more because he needs, if he doesn't win a second Super Bowl, he's not going to be remembered like other quarterbacks. And I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? Like, do you see what all the... All the, um, the the stats he's broken, all the records he holds, and you're gonna tell me that Breeze needs a second Super Bowl to be cemented and remembered? Like that's fucking it's just sour grapes. You're fucking angry that you can't beat him, and he's great, and and he's won a Super Bowl, and your fucking team hasn't. Like that's the I'm only, actually only thing. Uh, I'm not. I don't think legacy stats mean anything. What do you mean, like, like what? I like, like season stats, and like. Dominance of dominance of a team over a certain amount of time, but I don't think legacy stats mean too much, especially from the quarterback position. Since like every generation of quarterbacks has better stats from 
than the past generation because how the game is played now. So I think quarterback legacy stats are completely useless. Even even the ones where you, uh, he passed United for the most consecutive games with a touchdown or um, he holds the completion percentage record for – for a season, that, and that's going to keep. That's going to break every that other year. That for, mean anything because Sam Bradford held it last. Season. He held it for a season, and he only also holds it for the career. He's the number one completion percentage in NFL history. Percentage is a stupid statistic for an entire career. No, it's a dumb statistic. Completion percentage doesn't mean anything. It's all about how far you throw. I agree that Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks ever. I'm just saying I don't like legacy stats. For one, for one, actually, for one season completion percentage, I think you could say means nothing. But for a career, yeah, probably means a lot. Um, well, it and, depends if you're a dump off artist. And let's also let's also I'm not saying Breeze is, but let's also mention he holds the most the record for most consecutive five thousand yard seasons, the record for most five thousand yard seasons. Well, see, I like that. Um, those are, I like those stats. I'm because just saying, like that he, means that he has a bunch of good seasons. But he, you know holds, what I'm saying? Like, cause, no, I, I get it. I get what so you're saying. I don't like legacy stats, if you have this uh, 15 to 20 year career where you played in an easy passing uh, generation, so you just you have like I don't like most yards. I, I or get I touch, but if you say most seasons with these amount. Then I like that because that means that like you were consistently awesome. I get that, but what I'm I'm just trying to say is that what what Thomas Davis is saying is is bullshit because Breeze will be remembered as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. He don't need more. He doesn't need more than one Super Bowl championship to uh, have that. And, I don't and know. he's and he's the MV, and he was the MVP of the Super Bowl, and he also had the highest completion percentage in any Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, but I don't think was, anybody would ever put him in the top five discussion without another. He'll never get which I think is which I, but but, but Wait, that, top five all time or top but, five yeah, of like current all era time. no all time I but that's always bullshit to me because I think a Super Bowl is not necessarily the way football is created with the whole one loss and you're out mm. it's harder to have those multiple rings what about, yeah. what about Trent Dilfer what what about Brad Johnson he has one ring Brad Johnson has one ring oh you said multiple multiple rings, rings. Mm. what I'm trying to say is like. Brad Johnson teams like Brad the teams with Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer they were they were brought with their defense. Breeze was always winning sort of despite his defense, and he never had a great defense. The reason I mean it helped him win in two thousand nine was because of uh, you know the opportunistic defense helped him. Mm-hmm. Other than that, two thousand ten shitty defense, two thousand eleven shitty defense. Every other year shitty defense. This year finally had a good defense. And he still lost despite his defense. And they blew it. Yeah. So um, it's like it, but, it, but with his with Thomas Davis's argument is that maybe oh, I don't know I didn't see it. If he was saying Drew Brees isn't one of the best quarterbacks of all time, he'd be wrong. But if he's saying he won't be remembered that way, I think that's right. I don't think he will be remembered as a top five quarterback because he didn't say top five. He just said he's not going to be remembered. Like he's like. Basically fade away like a fucking like piece of shit quarterback. Like, well, yeah, he's not going to do that. No, but pizza shit, he, very forgettable. Pizza shit, yeah, no. But he was not saying top. Five. He would never said top five or top ten or top fifteen. He just said not going to be remembered. Like he needs this. He needs this to be remembered as a top, like a top quarterback. And I don't think that's true because of all the records he holds. I mean, he's the top quarterback of this era for sure. I think he's the top yeah. quarterback of all so time with all the records. Such he a holds. good. Court was just such a good quarterback. Here. Like he, he's not ever going to get ahead of Peyton or, or Brady or Rogers. So right there, that's like tough. 
I mean, Rod. I think Rodgers is not a better. I don't want Super Bowl. Rodgers' gifts are so much better than than Breeze. What? But you know, and Rodgers makes it look better. You know what I'm saying? Like just you. watching him play, he see he seems mechanically like the best quarterback ever. Just watching him, but he's still got to put together a better resume. I mean, Breeze right now is a better resume than Rodgers. Yeah, fair. I mean Peyton and obviously Peyton and Brady have better resumes. You know, Brady obviously has better resume than any fucking quarterback that ever lived. Yeah. But um, sour grapes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Look, I just, I just didn't like what. I really was really angry at what Thomas. I really was like, you're just a fucking sour grape son of a but, bitch. And then there's there's a cliff. There's it's Brady, Peyton, Rogers, Breeze in this era, and there's a cliff. There's nobody that even like is near that. Cliff. And you also you also got to look at quarterbacks that could do it for such a long period. Like there are quarterbacks that could be like fucking phenomenal for three, four years and then fade away. You have like sort of like a even like a like a Carson Palmer at the end of his career. You know, he sort of like in the beginning of his career he he was good, and then like went dropped down, went up, and then you we know. have one year. Well, I, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to say like you have you have, you have consistency over a a decade plus, and you only but, have like. There's only there's not that many quarterbacks that could hold consistency for over a deck for ten fucking plus years. But even even the consi- uh, even the it's not just consistency. Those four peaks are so much higher. I don't think even if you take you say like a three year amazing run. So I guess you would put like Matt Ryan or Cam Newton or something for statistically great runs. Even when they have great years, it's like. You still wouldn't want them over one of those four quarterbacks. Yeah, of like, course, no. I don't think saying. there's been a time in the last ten years where if you were for if you were just going to play one year, starting that year, I think the only quarterback that breaks it. If I was going to draft a quarterback for one year, starting that year to bring my team all the way, would be Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson has such a shaky offense that um, he doesn't nearly have the resume yet. Although he does have the Super Bowl and. A play away from a second. Well, and that's what sort of sucks. You get someone like Russell Wilson, you put him on a team with an offense, and like that completely changes like a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, not gonna lie, he should leave Seattle if they can't put a team around him, just to get just to go somewhere where he has the opportunity. You know? Yeah, I mean, everybody talks about Andrew Luck being the guy that gets battered all the time and uh, needs to leave Indy because they're wasting him. But once the Legion of Boom is done, Russell, yeah, there's nothing really left there. Maybe, maybe he'll end up going to the New Orleans Saints after Breeze retires. Why would he do that? Why wouldn't he do that? I think he'll go, uh, he'll, he'll go back to where he won a Super Bowl and play for the Jets. Let's get back to the, to the game. Sorry, okay. All right. sorry. All right, so let's get back to the best game in playoff history. Yeah, that so, would, um, that which, was definitely up there, which looked like it was going to be a laugher. Yeah, just, um, just amazingly exciting. I was that everybody lost their shit when I was watching it, and I've watched that replay, I'd say twenty five times that night. What just the, because the dig touchdown? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't. Also, I haven't seen it since. Um, also, amazing call by Joe Buck. I know we rip on announcers a lot. Joe Buck made a great call on that touchdown. He His did. voice was great. Uh, great level of intensity. I didn't hear anything. And it just rose every every yard. Diggs ran. Bucks intensity kind of rose. And then he, and it, it was it was a really good call. And then he like let it breathe and just kind of 
let the crowd take. I over. didn't. Um, I didn't hear a I, goddamn thing. I would have thrown my. <laughs> I would have thrown my remote through my TV if that happened to me. To be no, I, 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 you couldn't. No, you wouldn't throw More your remote. Stun, you don't right? know. Yeah, you. There, it, it was. It was a legitimate stun. Like yeah. there was, because I, I, I had to stop for a second, and Allison was in the kitchen, and I'm in my bedroom, and. I'm like stunned for about five seconds watching, you know, him score and then throw yeah. the helmet and everything. And I, I just, I look, I go, look sort of like lean to Allison. I go, they, they just lost. And she like, she was in shock too because they just, yeah. you know, they just kicked the field goal up by two with 20 something seconds left. Can't, can't leave Case Keenum in 25 seconds apparently. So it's like, uh, oh, God, I, like that's, the, that's the only thing I said though. I, I said they lost. And like, I think that was the only words I said for about the next 15 minutes. Like, I know There's only two uh, moments in my for in my sports fandom that I think even come close to. I'm trying to like uh, empathize at all, but I think I, these it's, two moments don't even come close. It's, it's Yankees Diamondbacks. Yeah, Yankees Diamondbacks. Yeah, I was gonna say the. That's the, the closest. Um, that, that's the closest thing. I mean, I was twelve. The, the I was Mariana twelve. Mariana blowing the save. Uh, yeah. Against Luis Gonzalez, that I was watched the dumbest hit. Too. Watched that in my freaking parents' basement. That, that World Series only won five games, to be honest. That was just shocking because we, like you said, we were kids. We knew nothing but the Yankees winning. Yeah, that was that was another part of it. Was I knew nothing but the Yankees winning. And you guys so I did. Like, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't even understand how they like they could lose, especially yeah. after what games three, four, five, or some yeah. of the best playoff games in history. Like just. We, you got nothing but walk off homers. You guys were born in '89, right? He's '90. Oh, you're yeah, '90. So yeah, so you really, Brian, you guys really know nothing about. Yeah. I mean, I I would grew up younger with the Yankees, like Danny Tarbell and like Roberto Kelly. I mean, shit, like you always had ass and shit drop. Um, <laughs> no, no, don't play it. Don't play it. Um, so I I understand where you guys are coming from. Like you guys, when you were six and seven years old, yeah, you guys were Yankees fucking winning immediately. So you're young. Like I knew the Yankees, but like it's still. I mean, even though they were, they they need they. Like, how how do you lose? Mar- like that's the one time Mariano Rivera fucks up. Yeah, the one time uh, in Game that, Seven versus Luis piece of shit Gonzalez. Well, he was good for like. Three I years. I he know really he's good. good. I'm just I'm well, angry. Yeah, he he's more of a a three year kind of streaky guy. Not he's a, not he gonna be very, remembered. Not, <laughs> if it wasn't for that hit, um, that and this is. I was going to lead with this one before you cut me off because this one is not nearly as close. Sorry. I was just there. Sorry. No, I was just, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I was just there, so it made it worse. It was the miracle in the Meadowlands, and I was sitting in the end zone that Deshaun Jackson ran the punt return back in, and I just see him coming. And the whole time, uh, we're, the Giants fans are just ripping on Eagles fans because it's just a blowout. And every touchdown, we get quieter, and the Eagles fans get a little more little more talkative and we get quiet and they get a little more talkative and then after they won um you couldn't leave the stadium without eagles fans just oh, man. pounding you and you can't do anything about it so nope. it's like even though you're at giant stadium you outnumber them four to one because eagles fans travel really well so it's probably only four to one um what are you supposed to do you just lost one of the worst comeback games in the history of football and it was a regular season game though so it's not nearly i as mean that, it was for the playoffs though that's right. how I felt though. Like you see, like a, a bunch of Saints fans like scattered throughout Viking Stadium, and you're like, 
man, these fans, like, you're right, the, the Vikings fans just got quieter and quieter. And, like, you see the stadium, like, there wasn't the noise yeah. that was earlier on in the game. And you notice those Saints fans just getting riled up. And, like, you thought, like, you were going to leave that fucking stadium fucking just hoodadding all over the place. And then in the end it was like, you fucking, you blew it. You What are you going to do? You're just going to walk out with your head down and a bunch of fucking skull Vikings are going to be fucking just yelling at you like a pieces of shit. Also, speaking of skull, that Case Keenum leading the chant was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was the loudest slow clap I've ever like solo single claps I've ever heard um, in my life. That um, that end zone celebration was awesome. The freeze tag one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was fucking. I, I I was as mad as I was. That was like seven. That was was that when it was seventeen nothing. That was the seventeen nothing one. I I was so annoyed, and I saw that, and Keenum just staying there. I'm like, like wow. Gosh. Why? Why are you so likable? But I hate I'm you like right that now. was really good. Like I, 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 I couldn't be mad at that. But I'm like that was a really good end. I said it to myself because no one else was in the room to me. Because it was just me. I was, I was left for myself. A, <laughs> a, that, that's kind of sad. But B, also, the, the, had to be. The Vikings have the like a monopoly on the childhood game celebrations. They do. They yeah. really do. They did the Duck Duck Goose. Actually, well, actually, the Chiefs did the 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 sack race. Whatever. So that's kind of. <laughs> They kind of went in on that one. There was some good. There was some good ones, but the Vikings They're are pretty good, good with though. it when it comes to uh, them and the Lions. Celebration. The Lions are really good yeah. too. Got it down. The Rockets were pretty solid. Were pretty good too. That division just has it down. Yeah. NFC North really knows what they're doing with the uh, division. Yeah. Also, Anthony, but, I was gonna say this before, but if you're gonna watch a replay of it, the the low side camera uh, angle right yeah. by the the end zone really hurts. Yeah. yeah, it's it's no announcers and it's just all crowd noise and it's just a building crescendo. It's oh, it, it was it's all that stadium they built it. It's kind of cheap, cheap because they just built it to have all the sound Man. just bounce everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Good, good. That's, That's smart. The, the, That's... Best, the best part about sports, in my opinion, is when a crowd feels it. Oh, and yeah, of course. I don't think there's anything better in sports than when... when a crowd feels it. That's why I just – that's why – the playoffs, the MLB playoffs were so good this year uh-huh. because that's the first time since the Yankee Stadium was built, the new one, that it was rocking. For and like, you just had never heard it rock like that. Yeah, for so multiple like, games. Oh, shit, yeah. this can rock. <laughs> like, yeah, stadium is shaking. Like, for Derek Jeter's G- G- 3,000 hit, it was really, really loud. But for the playoffs, I'm sure it was like 10 times that. Um, all right, but anything else about the game? Um, yeah. I'll Only- ju- oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say only that, like, uh, you know how you know you knew how crazy of a last play it was on the pure like uh, joy and wonderment on the faces of the Vikings player. Yeah. Like, I just they were so shocked. In oh a yeah, good way. Keenum, Keenum just like he said, "Oh my god." He didn't seem like he knew. What was he going said, on. "Oh, he like you look at his face and it actually you could you could read his lips. It says, oh my god,' like because he did not believe." That was anything was going to happen, which no one thought. I mean, at that point, you were like, maybe we get out of bounds, maybe we have a shot for a long field goal with because yeah, we, yeah, no, we have no timeouts. <laughs> you know, like that was it. You had that one play, and that yeah. was it. It was it was insane. Um, I will say though, um, Case Keenum didn't really look good that that game. Like he had some good plays. I mean, um, the same secondary is really good. So I, no, I know, but I'm just I'm just saying it was they. He definitely looked like pedestrian for a lot of that game. Um, I, mean, I was just saying, like that. Obviously, the pass it's a long touchdown. And it obviously goes to stats for the yeah. playoffs, but like it was, it wasn't a great. I mean, it was just like a throw up there. Yeah. and Diggs did his thing, 
but he looked pedestrian. It was um, it was really that defense and the running game that um. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, Adam Thielen didn't that have that huge of a game. Well, Lattimore was on him. Catch. Lattimore yeah. was on him yeah. the entire game. Uh, he made that one. Well, the one catch, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Crawley was getting uh just destroyed, yeah. and also that that one Diggs pass interference we knew it was garbage. It was um, a little bit garbage. Yeah. He was holding his arm. Like, Diggs was literally holding Crawley's arm and like pulling him down, and then fell and was like, "Oh my god!" And and like, Diggs felt like tripped over his own. Like too. it was pretty bad. But um, yeah, I just I you know what? Let's just get past this game. What is this? Whatever. Uh, well, I was gonna say the the Vikings O line was, in the first half at least, was giving Keenum a shit ton of time, mm-hmm. which is going to be huge against the Eagles because the Eagles just sacked the shit out of Matt Ryan. Oh, fuck, we called buddy. it, baby. Man. We saw that a lot. I saw that a lot throughout the weekend. O-line's getting a lot of time. The only one where it seemed like there was any pressure was that Eagle game. You want to? You want to? Brady could have. Brady could have just like kind of did his taxes back there. <laughs> because while wanna... he was thrown, there was no. That was that was pathetic. How little of a pass rush the, the Titans were able to conjure up. Well, do you guys want to move to the Eagles game? Yeah, all right, right let's yeah. go to that one. Because I mean, I mean, that was that. By the way, that was our new segment, Anthony's Therapy Corner, where he just vents, <laughs> and me and Brian just kind of throw it all in his face so he gets it all out of his way. It's fine. It's fine. I I'm... have you responded to any text messages? About con- uh, consoling you about the loss yet or anything? No, no one's consoled me. Um, <laughs> it's all been making fun. <laughs> not really, no. Well, actually, well, not really consoling, but like, or not making fun. Um, but I just ignored it. I actually, no, I didn't ignore it. I deleted all of them. Just like, like a whole conversation just got deleted because I just, I was like, fuck you. Don't talk to me. Like, because you, you know, everyone who texted me knew how big of a Saints fan I am. And if you know I'm going to be pissed, don't fucking text me. All right, we got to move on. We got to move on. Sorry. Sorry, I just get angry. All right, all right. I mean, Ant- has Anthony moved on? Eagles we versus Falcons. On, all right, you know why okay. we're moving on? Because the Falcons lost, and I was okay with the Saints losing. I'll say it was. I had a feeling it was either both the Saints and Falcons were going to win, or they were both going to lose, just because either they're going to face each other, or they're both going to get out the same stage. And um, I'll tell you from the begin, uh, the first I'd say quarter and a half of that game, yeah. I really thought the Eagles were going to be done. The oh, yeah, for had, sure. I thought the Falcons had that game. They looked – that running game looked pretty solid with Tevin Coleman. And – Don for me did nothing. But Coleman looked – Coleman had a, a few real nice, like, 15, 20 rushes. Yeah. He was just lighting that defense up. And I really thought that um, – it was turning into the Rams game where the special teams the, – the, the turnovers. just It just looked very similar to last week's game versus the Rams. But uh, the, the Falcons just couldn't uh, convert on enough. The way they did versus uh, Los Angeles, just, just stupid. I, I know. I just don't understand what they're doing on offense. Like you said, Tevin Coleman uh, averaging eight yard, average eight yards to carry that game, but only got ten carries. That's dumb. All right, so uh, Devonta Freeman rushed like ten for seven. Okay, right? yeah, Coleman <laughs> rushed ten for seventy nine, and Freeman rushed ten for seven. So it's just you gotta, that's you gotta du- go like, game that's flow the... a little bit. You can't just. Go into a game so stubborn, I feel like. Especially a divisional round yeah, game. That's the biggest disparity between two like equal running backs. It was, the same amount of it was insane. It was insane. And you, you see them kept forcing it, and like it wasn't working. And you force it. Like, what are you doing? Like, give it to the guy who actually was going to get yards. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, also, just I, um, the fourth quarter, the fourth down play calling, not only like, for the Falcons, was, again, just the dumb, dumbest shit. Ever, I mean, the Steelers might have topped it on Sunday, but 
like there's Sarke- Sarkeesian. What's he doing? I don't we, know. We, we talked about this all season. We even brought in the preseason. I don't think any of us actually like believe like believe that it was going to make that huge of a difference because that offense looks so good. But it's a huge difference. They got they got to fire this guy because their yeah. offense was half like half of what it was last year. Let's also say that um, is there any worse combination than Matt Ryan and Julio Jones in the fucking red zone? Like he only well, had two, what? Uh, what ha- another thing I watched. What happened? This is something to them. I wanted to talk about. What? What? The Julio, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. It, it's it's like they become so, like like stupid. Like they don't like they don't understand what's happening when it gets yeah, down to twenty. So there was one. Matt Ryan completed one pass all season to Julio Jones in the red zone, which is one pass. All bonkers, bonkers. You're you when this when the end of the game was happening, the announcers were saying. You, there's nothing wrong with that. You have to try to give it to your best player when the game's on the line. I couldn't disagree with that more when it comes to football. Football is not a sport where you give it to your best player when the game's on the line. It's not cliche like that. Basketball is because you could ISO and you want your best player to Absolutely. shoot that last shot. Yep. Um, basketball is that sport. Football is a scheming sport. You want to pick the play that you think is best against what defense you think the defensive coordinator is picking in that play. It doesn't matter who the ball goes to. It is a scheming sport. That's why the Patriots always fucking win because other teams have archaic views, like we have to get to Julio because he's our best player. No, you don't because if they know what play you're going to do, then that just completely takes everything out of it. You have to pick the play that you think they're not scheming for it. You don't give it to your best player in football. It's not that type of sport. You do it throughout the game. It's not the game on the line. You have to get one guy the ball. No, I agree. Um, I um, I'm with the I'm with you on um, like that whole scheming thing because that's like what Brady does. Like he's not always going to give it to like Gronkowski. It's like he'll look for what the defense is doing. And then go yeah. from there. And, like, you'll see someone like Amendola get it or, you know, like, you know, fake it to, like, and give it and give it to a fullback. You know, like, you, you go with what the defense is giving you. You don't just, be like, go to your best player. Go to your best player. That's dumb. Uh, I just, I just think, like, Sarkeesian only has, like, two, like, eight plays in his playbook. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like his, his array of plays is not that diverse and – Defenses eventually catch on in the second half, and that's what the Eagles did. They just they shut them down in the second half, and their defense was able to sack them a bunch. Like I think Brian said it. Like if they get like five or six sacks, that they're going to win, which they did. Which that's what how you that's how you get to that's how you get to the Falcons. You just you frazzle. I mean, that's how you get to a bunch of teams. No, but you, but Ryan really gets frazzled if you hit him a bunch because he doesn't he doesn't get hit that often. He gets fra- I mean, he gets frazzled easily. No, but he doesn't get hit that often. So when he well, does start getting hit, it's it's bad. It was it was weird because last game he had an amazing passer rating with pressure. Um, so I, it was probably just a game where he was a prince and then he turned back into a pumpkin because against the Rams, he was un- unbelievable under pressure, and it just wasn't the same story against the Eagles. Um. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. I mean, 
I don't even know what that. I mean, was was he as much under pressure versus the Rams as he was? Yeah, I read some stat that his he was under almost the whole game, and his QBR was some ungodly number uh, when they were getting people in his face. Like he just was on that game against the Rams. I mean, is the secondary also maybe a little better with the Eagles? Maybe. Eagles secondary isn't that good. But, they just yeah. have an amazing pass rush. It was just not, you know, Eagles made it an ugly game. They did ball control. And, you know, that play right before the half where Nick Foles threw it off of the the, the defender and it popped up in the air. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was a completion kind of changed the game. It was one of, I just think it was one of those ugly games that could have swung either way. And that's what the Eagles, that's how the Eagles need to play. Right yeah. now, without Wentz. I mean that that knee ball or whatever you want to call it that that was that was the game. Actually, uh, I'll tell you that would have been interception. They were get that field goal at the end of the half. And, it was that and was you. The Falcons can kick a field goal at the end of the game. I mean, you're not saying obviously the game doesn't play out the same way, but the Falcons kick the field goal at the end of the game, they win instead of having to try so, and score a touchdown. Well, so uh, so so I'll tell you, um, I went into uh, Brooklyn to meet my cousin with my stepdad to watch the game. Yeah, and went to a bar. And there was so we're 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 in Brooklyn, so you have a lot of Giant fans uh-huh. who are obviously rooting against the Eagles. We have this one Falcons fan who's sitting at the bar, and we have a table of three all rooting for the Eagles. Um, my stepdad, because of the you know money issue and um, yeah. everything going on, so um, every time anything happened with the Eagles, we're going nuts. Uh, and then that happened, that knee thing. And they ended up kicking the field goal at the end of the half, and they were down what ten nine. That was that was an eight hundred dollar swing, <laughs> in one fucking play because of that, and it ended up turning into a, um, much more than that afterwards well, because yeah. of that. But like it was, it was that like right, right there was just like massive, and then like it was everyone called us the everyone was calling us the Eagles table. And they were all mad at us because we were rooting for the Eagles <laughs> in Brooklyn. Versus, it was just really funny, but um, yeah, it was just it was it was it was a good night uh, watching the Falcons lose. Uh, so, I was I'm a Giants fan. I wasn't rooting against the Eagles just because I hate the Cowboys. That's the team I hate, and uh, I just wanted I just wanted to um, be right pretty much. I just really thought the Eagles were going to win with their pass rush. It's just a great playoff formula. I mean, I can't say it enough how much I think pass rush is the most important thing in the playoffs and then quarterback. That's yeah, no, pass rush is, is huge. Um, how does Eli Manning beat uh, Tom Brady toys? Historic pass rushes. Pass rush. Strahan, Tuck. No, absolutely. OC. If you can get Can't to the quarterback be. and you can make him, like I said, frazzled, it really messes up the fucking flow of that game. It really yeah. does. Um, also, the JGG he's got he's got fumble problems with the Eagles. He's fumbled like four times since being traded. Wasn't just him though. Blunt also fumbled too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it was like we were talking they about had it. Four, think, four fumbles. They had four fumbles in the first quarter. If you count uh, the punt. Botch, but yeah. they only lost two of them. Well, that fumble was sort of like it just off the guy's foot, like it was. But it looked yeah. like I mean I don't know if it, was, if it was a cold weather messing with them or what, but they could not hold on to that fucking ball early on. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, it's gonna be cold again this weekend, so they better figure it out. Well, with the Vikings now, who are now like 
warm weather team because they play indoors. Who who knows how they're gonna react? Honestly, I'm I think the Eagles are gonna win this game. I don't know if we're yeah, talking. I don't think at all. No, I'm going with the Eagles. No, I'm, I'm going. I don't with think the Bulls was able to be conservative because yeah. they were able to run the ball. What they run the ball? Uh, they twenty seven times if you don't count Bulls. Um, he was able to show twenty three for thirty. Almost 250 yards. So just like a, he was completing short passes, just a very conservative game plan. But I mean, Vikings have the best run defense in the league. It's just going to be hard. I know to play that style against them. I'm just going to root for the Eagles and say they're going to win. I mean, that's fair. Um, I'm assuming they're also going like to be the Rams would have gave the Vikings more problems. I know the Vikings, the Vikings kill the Rams in the regular season, or they just beat. Yeah, they what they. A couple points. Yeah, no, they shut them down. I think the Rams scored in the first drive, so like and it was that was it. That was a, there was a touchdown by Gurley, and they didn't score again. That was it. I just thought somebody like the Saints or I think the Saints and Carolina were their two biggest challengers. The Saints knocked off Carolina. Saints were somebody that could blow the top off, and Carolina just had Cam that could make the game um, unpredictable. Yeah, against a really like if you have a really good defense. Cam as a quarterback is just going to make the game a little unpredictable against that defense. But I don't know. I don't really think the Eagles have a chance in this one. You're probably right. I'm still rooting for them, though. I just, I can't, I can't root for the Vikings. For the Vikings. I yeah. can't. I, mean, I think Vikings already, they said like they're, Vikings are like minus three. That's it? I, think I mean, I guess so. Minus I mean, three or four, I think. That, that necessarily, I mean, you get, you sort of get like three points for being at home. So they would, if they were in, if they were in Minnesota, they'd be, they'd be minus six. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, that's fair. Uh, it's fair. Um. All right. Anything else about that game besides it being like the shittiest game? It was no. What the Eagles Falcon? That was a oh, good game. Se- second shittiest game. No, it was a good game. The mm-hmm. shitty, the shittiest game by far was the oh, fucking yeah. Eagle. Uh, the the Titans Patriots. Titans game. and Pats. Yeah. Yeah. Every other game was actually pretty decent. It was decent. Um. I mean, for the Titans and Pats, that game was very shitty for me because uh Corey Davis's garbage time touchdown. Yeah. Where was that during the regular I season, Corey Davis? Two touchdowns. What an asshole. Also, I was at what did he get? When did he get the touchdown? Around like two minutes, two uh, and yeah, a half yeah. or something. Yeah, I was uh, ranked eighth in a big money DraftKings. Big and money. I slipped to about 80th after that touchdown. Was this a was this a straight up DraftKings league, or is this another fifty fifty? And then you get a voucher to like <laughs> another. No, one? it was. I, I made I made sure it was not a voucher. Was <laughs> was, was this your voucher thing. game? I was in a couple hundred dollar position at the point with um, the outside chance of James White. If James White scored again, I could have been in the thousands, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. Oh, wow. Um, so I was really hoping to just take a couple hundred with me. Right. And then that knocked me down to, I think I wound up winning $16 or something. So it, and I think it was a $5 game. So I still won, or 15 and 5, so I still tripled. But. Like it just knocked me out of the big money time. So you you were one of those crazy people who took James White. Wow, good for you. I mean, I did not. I, oh, I took wow. James White and Deion Lewis. Oh, I took Deion Lewis in a bunch of leagues, but I I had no balls to take James White. I had none. Uh, I thought they were both going to go off, and they did. Also, I loaded up on Patriots. I took White, Lewis, Brady, and Gronk. Well, see, that's the thing is, I loaded up on Patriots too. I took Brady, Lewis, um, Cooks. And Gronkowski and Cooks did shit, so sort of got I sort of got screwed with Cooks. 
I'm only talking shit. about the Saturday games too. Did you just throw Sunday a drop in there? Everybody... Yeah, I did. That really that came in Sunday really garbage. Games... We have to, we have to that up a little Are bit. you allowed to like buy more buy more salary? Because I swear to God, I did one on the Sunday games, and the winner of the thing had Ben Brown, um, Le'Veon Bell, and Fournette, and there was no way you could make a team under salary with that. I was I was even trying to do that, just load it up and just throw some shit out there, and I couldn't make salary work. So there was no I was, way. I was thinking because the four heart highest players i'm like what the fuck did this guy do to get those four guys and make that shit work see i've I've thought about doing things like that like trying to find a way like i know it it always backfires but like you try and like pick like like three guys you know are gonna be a high the the highest price guys that you know we're just gonna fucking go off then you gotta like you gotta really like dig deep to find like under three thousand dollar guys like i don't know i just i feel i I guess it works some times, but it's just hard. It's hard to make that that team work. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he got really helped out by Vance McDonald. Because I think Vance McDonald was a complete wage player. Well, that's the thing. You get that's the thing. Had like ninety yards. You get you get shit like that. Like you had like I don't know. The the thing is, you probably join like a contest where you could like do like a hundred and fifty different like you could you personally could put in a hundred and fifty different lineups. To that that thing, so people like that, they do things like that. They'll put in like seventy different lineups for that price. They'll end up spending uh, yeah, like three hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, whatever it is. And they'll like they'll sort of like do like Ben Bell Brown, fans Donald Ben yeah. Bell Brown, like some other other re- other other idiot idiot tight yeah. end Ben Bell Brown this idiot or, tight end oh, yeah. and then ben they, Fournette so so they like basically that, yeah. put in all these like lineups and then they sort of hope just the one hits and they hit like the three thousand yeah. five thousand dollars like that's what they that that's... yeah this guy did that this guy did that Vance McDonald had one hundred twelve yards by the way and ten catches he did that and um, I I looked at the he was in first third fifth. 10th and like 12th or something. Yeah, so he basically had he those lineups set. He pretty much took on all the money. Yeah. That's so amazing. That, but that's, people do that for a living though. Also, uh, crazy stat yeah. of this. And then you could, you could lose a lot, but you most, you, if you have a big bankroll, you're you're going to make a lot of money over time with a huge bankroll. But you have to have the bankroll. Yeah, and you have, yeah, exactly. And you have to have the patience and time to put in all those lineups and set them up the way you want. You know, like it's, you know. Yeah. But what were you saying, John? I'll say just crazy stat. Uh, Leonard Fournette had more touchdowns at Heinz Field than Le'Veon Bell did, which, they, uh, which I, or rushing touchdowns. Rushing me. touchdowns. They said that all day. I, I don't. How is that even possible? Because Bell wasn't scoring a lot of touchdowns this year. From the one yard line to Brown all season. He if wasn't. You, that's fair. If you were a Bell owner, they were just throwing from every time they got to the one yard, they were throwing it. It was the weirdest. Thing. I mean, it was working because Brown is so ridiculously good. And then Juju is good too. Yeah, but it's still stupid. I mean, you have the best running back. By the way, um, they may not have the best running back in the league come next year because they said they're gonna, um, uh, franchise him. Uh, Oh yeah. And he basically said he doesn't want to be franchised, and he would either sit out or retire if he doesn't get what he wants. So yeah, Pittsburgh might have a problem on their hands. Pittsburgh loves drama. That's dumb because 
I don't know. I know he's just doing it for the bargaining power. But it's still a lot of money. But he's, he <laughs> like, ba- he said, if you're going to rush me over 400 times a year, or give me 400 touches a year, he needs to get what he deserves, what he thinks he deserves to get. And I guess he doesn't feel like he deserves to get the money from the franchise tag. Now, I know that's still a high number. I mean, the more times you get franchised, the higher your number even goes, too. But remember, it's a one-year contract. You blow out your knee and you're done yeah. for your career. That is it. You are going nothing. You want that, like, that, you know, five, six-year contract. But if you, if you, uh, you want to go the ballsy route and just Kirk Cousins it up, you could be you could be making the most money in the league, but, but you just have to hope that you, but that's just such an unusual situation where Kirk Cousins is in where he just keeps getting franchised and keeps making money hand or fist. But that's, that's also because the Redskins are the dumbest organization. Well, yeah, they're gonna lose Cousins this year, and the franchise tag is is bigger for the quarterback. And, well, well, yeah, and let's not remember that quarterbacks have a longer. Uh, career span than running back. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Cousins can fucking play until he's, again, 40 if he plays well and doesn't get hit a lot. Bell, what, 32, 33 maybe? Like, and... Yeah, usually 30 now. Yeah, well, well, 30 is like the... Unless you're Frank Gore. Well, 30 is like the the peak and then you start dropping, sort of, is what they would say, but I mean, like... I think 27 is like... I think 27 is the peak. I think around 30 is when... Only if you're really good, you're still in the league. Well, that's what I'm trying. Well, then they then that's even worse. Then you don't want to be franchised. I mean, what is Bell? What is he? What is he? Twenty six, twenty seven. Completely understand it from. I I completely understand it from his point of view. But um, if they did, when it comes down to it, you're either making fifteen million or you're not making that fifteen million. Like, there's nothing he could do about it. Is what I'm saying. He can make all the threats he wants, but if they franchise him. Then he's either making that money or he's not. Or he's not making. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I I agree with that statement. But you know, I I don't blame him for being, you know, pissed. You know, it's his, li- it's his life. Yeah. And he, you know, one hit and he's gone for the, his career. And you know, you know, yeah, yeah. You make fifteen million, but you're you're. I guess, yeah. I'm sure your agent probably takes six of that. All right. Also, <laughs> uh, all right. What game are we talking about now? What, what are we talking about? We're, still, we're gonna go in Jack Steelers. Well, we're, gonna... we're Steelers and Jaguars. We we'll go that quick. I mean, it was really fun to watch the Jaguars. Just they seemed like they had a really good time in that game. I don't know. They just... had they had the most fun on the field of any team I've seen in a while. They had a lot of fun. Maybe the Rex Ryan. Maybe the Rex angry. Oh yeah, the Rex Ryan era Jets had that had a lot of fun too. But I think the Jag the Jags also talk a lot of really good. Trash. Early early Rex Jets had a lot of fun. Oh yeah, like oh nine and ten Jets. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the early Sanchez years, like oh the rookie year, they yeah. had they were they were having Sanchez, Brinkland Edwards, Antonio Holmes. They were having a ball in that. Oh, in yeah. that Bart uh, Scott, David but, Harris. Uh, all right, you still have name players. I'm just saying, like I'm just, I'm just saying, like those were the, like they were the trash talk. Darrell Revis. Let's just name players. Darrell Revis talked with this game. I'm just saying, um, but no, but they had a, the they, Jags are just so angry all the time. But, but it's like a, it's like a, I love that about it's like them. an angry fun though. Like it's an, like it's like. When uh uh who is that the the line I can't remember his name now uh who picked up the fumble and ran it back and we're just fucking pointing and like oh yeah like that was like like that was, was like I would I would do that shit too like I I was so mad he got penalized for that I'm like just fucking point at this asshole if you're 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 not gonna catch me this is my this is my touchdown asshole like why is that taunting you're a grown adult I'm allowed to point at you as I'm scoring a touchdown why is that taunting like yeah. 
stupid. I don't think adults need to be so sensitive about that stuff. Like, let me I point at you. I think it's hilarious. If he, like, pointed and then turned in the, the middle finger up, then maybe that's taunting. But, like, just pointing at you, nah, that, that's cool. Let like, him do it. Honestly, the, last night the NBA had, like, a team do a full-on war maneuver to get into the opponent's locker room. More teams need to have, like, shit like that happen to make the league more interesting. Football teams well, just... no, I don't think. Oof. I think that was stupid. That, that it, was, it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was really good Twitter. Childish. It was really good Twitter, though. Um, but I know, but it was childish because basketball players don't fight. Oh no, they never. So it was like yeah. stupid. If, yeah. if basketball, if that was football, that would have been really exciting. Yeah. Because football, like you would have might like I want you would have thought there's a fight. But the NBA players don't fight. NBA players are like the uh, I don't want to say nerds. Or preppy, I, something about NBA players where they're like very soft nowadays. But well, it's an amazing league. It's a very fun league. I love the NBA, my favorite league. But they're very soft. No, well, I'm saying, but like football, football teams are so worried about giving um, like clipboard material or bulletin board material to the other team. Like they try to not say anything. And the Jaguars just Jalen Ramsey when they came back to Jacksonville from that, he was like, uh. We're going to go up there, and we're going to win this bitch, and we're going to go on to the Super Bowl. We're going to win this bitch. And I was like, thank you, Jalen. Um, Jalen was, by the way, Jalen Randall was like, he comes right out of the 70s. Oh, when yeah. he was walking into the stadium on Sunday. He's uh, got, Saturday, oh, uh, Sunday. His, he had like the, the, his, the hair. is the hair and the jacket he was wearing. I'm like, man, this motherfucker looks like he's going to like a disco club. Or he's something. got, I don't he's know, got, he's like, he's got a awesome. lot of sass. He's was, got a lot of sass. He absolutely I, I appreciate every ounce of it. So, I, I love Ramsey and yeah, Boye. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're great. If you told me that he was uh, a roller skater in like you know, a <laughs> roller skating league, I would completely be like, "Yeah, sure, I, I see that." He he's the lead, uh, like the ca- the team captain of the bad team from Roll Bounce. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I see him like it's, you're right. You know, I see him at a roller disco, and I'm like, "Yeah, that fits. That fits." But uh, yeah, I don't think they're gonna beat the Patriots though. Well, here's the thing, they. The Steelers were the highest sacking team, sacking defense in the NFL this year, and their O line was able to keep a clean pocket for Blake Bortles. I mean, and Fournette obviously, and they did, they did a great job of run blocking for Fournette. He he just bullied bu- bullied the Steelers. Well, he also scorched them for his you know highest career total, like in Week Five anyway. Yeah, I'm saying, you know, like I'm saying, he bu- he bullied the Steelers all season. Um, I mean, Marquise Lee. Had a, a decent game. Like Bortles was able to find Keelan Cole deep a couple times. Keelan Cole, Westbrook, baby. Westbrook made a couple nice catches. The for the Patriots, they sacked how many times did they sack Mariota? Like six times. But that was all after Conklin went out with the the knee injury. And I, did they say he tore his ACL or? I, I actually fell asleep in that game. Oh. I mean, that's I, that, I, that, that's fair. I, <laughs> I drank a lot of the game prior. Yeah. Wait, you fell asleep at the bar? No, asshole. I fell asleep. No, I drank at no. I fell asleep oh, at yeah, home. I fell asleep at the bar. You have a, you have kids, man. I fell asleep at home after my kid was <laughs> after my kid was asleep. Um, I put her asleep by the way. So, but uh, no, I was gonna say uh, the Pats sacked Mariota a lot. But that was after Conklin went out and in the second half when the Titans were down twenty one points. So like they were just pinning their ears back and rushing because they knew they were throwing. If 
the Jaguars, like everyone, obviously they say if they get out to a seven or ten nothing lead, um, like that's that's how they got to play because they're able to you know mix up the run and pass and whatever and keep the defense off balance. Yeah, I, I think just, I just want to know like if the Jaguars are able to keep play four was clean, they got a shot. If if the if the Jaguars can go up like all right, so way, the way the Titans went up seven nothing, um, yeah. no one's. I still didn't like. You know, end of, I was end of the first quarter because I was listening to it on the radio and like you know I, um, I heard him go up seven nothing and you still didn't feel like eh, they had a shot. Like I still felt like the Patriots were just gonna come back no. and crush them. Yeah. Like if the Jaguars can get up seven nothing, still maybe, even maybe, felt like the Patriots were gonna cover at that. But point. like, but like even like if the Jaguars can get up seven and ten nothing, I feel like with that defense that they may have a shot. Like they may like. I'm not saying they're gonna win. I would love to see them to win. Oh my god! Um, I know you would, John. Obviously, we both know. I mean, it's just will. for Brady to get beat by Bortles. But oh my god! Um, I just think also the Jag- for Coughlin to continue to own. I don't know. What oh yeah, done. I didn't even With think about that. Yeah, but for him to continue to own the Patriots would be awesome. Oh, that would be I'm hilarious. Sure that would be hilarious. I didn't even think about that. I had a couple of Giants friends that said that they want the Jaguars to win. Because of the Coughlin thing, but then they also just they don't want the the Jaguars to win because they wanted to have a keeping a Giants thing, like not a Coughlin thing. Well, there it is. Yeah, but it's not the Super Bowl. The Patriots have lost. Yeah, it's in stupid. other games, yeah, they just dumb. haven't lost in the Super Bowl unless it was the Giants. Yeah, your, so fr- your friends are dumb. All right, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but that was not like like literally that was not me. Any of those friends that are listening, you're dumb, Jeb, dumb. Keep listening, though. Um, <laughs> just the, and the one thing I'm worried about for the for the Jaguars is the Steelers had three awesome touchdowns. Well, the fourth that the fourth, were the, the fourth down touchdown was crazy. Well, yeah, to Mortavius. I mean, there was one, an awesome one to uh, Brown, awesome one to Bell that were all huge plays. And sideline to sideline, the Jaguars' defense can't be beat. You can see the Steelers were. Trying all game to turn the corner, pitch outside the bell, run screens or whatever, and it just it wasn't working. Jaguars would beat them to the outside, but then over the top, they got beat four times, and that was every like most of their touchdowns. Well, let's also say that the Patriots' offensive line isn't the best. Um, no, but and, they, they do. Um, they they always like figure it out. Though. They they, are, they always figure it out. I feel they, like they can, but you do have a really solid pass rush. This and is, as we talked about, pass rushing wins playoff games. And if Calais Campbell and Marcel Darius can can sort of move that offensive line a bit, I if they can get to Brady, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. I mean, it could really disrupt that passing game. It really can. Well, yeah, and. I mean, I, I think Gronk's going to have to play big in this game. He's the mismatch. He has to play big. I don't think Deion Lewis is going to be able to do like wiggle out of as many things as he has been lately. I really think Gronk's going to have to play big. Yeah, and okay. you might see a long catch from Cooks. I was going to say Gronk has you right. Gronk has played. Cooks is going to I think going to have to really come up big in a big way. The thing with and the thing with Lewis is he's always so much faster than defenses. This. Team defense is fast. It's fast as hell. They could keep up with him. I mean, you saw what they did to LaShawn McCoy. I mean, oh, right. obviously that game was a little bit different. It was like a really like shit, you know, offense listen, game. Listen, but like those conditions were treacherous. There was winds <laughs> of up to four miles per hour well, in sixty degree weather. Exactly. Oh um, my god, that's hilarious. But but they really just like 
shut McCoy down. Like they got to him like fast behind the line of scrimmage, like before like first contact. Yeah. They were just getting to him. Like it was it was bad. So if they can get to Lewis, shut down that run game, you're right, Gronk Cooks are gonna have to make big plays. So yeah. So also um going to the conspiracy theory angle. Oh they? my god, I know uh, what you're gonna say. Um uh, well last week there was on Saturday morning, Hawaii time, there was a false ballistic missile alert for Hawaii. Where's the Tennessee Titans quarterback from? Hawaii. I think it was Ernie Adams and Bill Belichick sent that in somehow to distract Marcus Mariota and put him off his game before they played. That's exactly what he did. This morning, Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, morning. I would say Tuesday morning, Leonard Fournette got into a fender bender. And you know who was happened to be driving down in Jacksonville this morning, probably? Ernie Adams and Bill Bill And and I heard that Jalen Ramsey got crowbarred at a discotheque. So, you know, those rival, listen, that's not conspiracy. Those rival rival roller skating teams got a bunch of money deposited into her bank account. Yeah, from Bill Belichick. It's weird. You got Hmm. right in the back of the knee, Jalen Ramsey, done at at the roller disco. Listen, you, World Discos are serious business. That's not a conspiracy theory. You guys are fucking, you, you Jet fans are fucking ridiculous. Listen, I'm just, I'm reporting the facts. I'm just connecting dots. You know what? You guys are, you know what? I just, I just take my lumps as they come. I know we lost. We fucked up. You guys, you fucking Jet fans try and fuck conspiracy theories on everything. Listen, this is all we got. This is all we got. Uh, I can't ever, I don't ever want the Jets to win a Super Bowl because it's just, you, Brian, you know what? You, you go to hell and you die, Brian. You, you go to hell and you die. <laughs> you need a drop. You need that drop. Wait, what was it? The South Park <laughs> drop. You go to hell and you go to hell and you uh, die. Yeah. You go to hell and you die. Uh, um, they're fat. You're, you guys are just too good the way you are. Oh, we we would be... You, uh, like, listen. You're, too, you're too tortured. As a Jet fan, I'm saying, the Jet fan base would have no idea how to deal with winning. Imagine how snooty exactly. you would be... Imagine Met, won a Super Bowl. Imagine Met fans when they won the pennant, but a thousand times more. Oh my god! Imagine if the Mets won that that World Series. Oh, versus I'm the Royals. so glad that the Royals if they, slapped them. If they won that, they would fucking their noses would be in the <laughs> air like they're the fucking greatest thing on the like God's green earth. But like they're no, already like that. If and they the suck. Jets won this, if the Jets won the Super Bowl this year, they would immediately think that they're. Um, that their franchise is better than the Patriots franchise. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I, I, could, I, I, I could argue that we have a better. I would spin. I would spin zone that so quickly. All right. So wait. All right. So so poll really fast between yeah. the three of us. Who's going to win a Super Bowl first? Browns, Lions, or Jets? Jets. I, obviously, Jets, Jets, Jets have already won one. But I'm saying from now on, Jets. Jets. hundred percent. Do you think Jets? Lions. Do you think Jets over Lions or Browns? I think Lions. Jets. Hundred. Sure. I don't care. That's a stupid question. Well, they all. Ass and shit. Ass and shit right there. That's what they are. That, I mean, yes, it is a little bit of a stupid question. But. Of course it's stupid, but I'm just saying, like, it's just the teams that have been really just beaten down over the many years. Just have seven playoff wins in, the, like, the past, like, like ten years, which is more than more than half the teams in the league. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That There's no way that seven wins in the past ten years is true. There's no way that's true. 100%. There's, they, no oh, way. Since, There's no way that's true. Yeah, since 08. Yeah. They have seven wins since 08. That's mm, no way that's true. All right, maybe 15 years. 
but but it's more than like almost <laughs> at least half the teams in the league. No, the, Jets, sure. the Jets franchise is nowhere near as bad as the narrative well, is. It's just oh my god, it's the same old Jets shit. No, I'm just saying that the Man, Sanchez has four. Sanchez has four playoff victories. Right? I know on I the know. road. He duck. It would have been a very it would have been a very weird situation at your parents' house in oh nine oh ten. Oh, 10. 2010, uh, if the Saints had to play the Jets in the Super Bowl that year. Because they almost, they almost beat the, the Colts that, uh, in, the, in the conference been, finals. I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. You would, you would have been kicked out. So, that would have been really awkward. Wait, was that the one against the Steelers? Oh, God. The Steelers. How the many Steelers, field goals? The, uh, the Jets? Uh, I, uh, a, f- the, first off, the the Steelers play, and the Jets played in 06 after they beat the Chargers in the playoffs. And Doug Bryan missed two kicks, one and one off the crossbar from 46 yards out. But then you also had the uh, the year after the Saints won the Super Bowl, the, the Jets made it back to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and then that was versus Steelers. Yeah, and they, and were, that was... they were down 17-0 because, goddamn, the fucking defense couldn't stop shit. And Jason Taylor, to this day, blames Mark Sanchez for it. Dude, stop the fucking pass. They were down 17 nothing at halftime. Came back. Just a couple more minutes, they would have won. That was tough. That was, that was, I remember watching that game, too. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was really, I rooted for the Jets, man. I was yeah. rooting for the Jets. Um, All right, anyways, where did we go? I don't know. We All always right. get off topic. All right, um, so we did we did, so, Jack's, we did Jack's a pass, basically, right? Yeah. We're still on football. Like, we, yeah. did, we go off topic, yeah. we're still on football. Though. We did Vikings, and he goes, honestly, I just, I mean, I'm, I I want to see Blake Bortles in the Super Bowl. That those that media week would be electric with him. I would I would look. We we always make fun of him, and it was funny. Like they were calling him. Uh, they were talking about garbage time, garbage time. Uh, Blake Blake Bortles, and like it's so funny. Like to hear like major NFL networks and like somebody like that talk about like Bortles the way we talk about him, and like they never could think about calling him the garbage time kid the way we call him. Yeah, Blake like, Wardles. Like Blake Wardle. They don't they don't think about it. Like I don't know how they haven't like <laughs> like I know obviously they don't listen to our podcast, but like how do you like Although they should. How, how do you make all this money and you have like these like everyone working for you and no one can think to call him the garbage time kid Blake Wardles. <laughs> just like the goddamn garbage bell <laughs> kids. Like how have you not thought of that yet? It's, it's, it's maddening. It's, it's absolute maddening. Like, also, come on. Wait, right, also, can I just say something? Um, Brian, you were saying earlier how Joe Buck, it was a great call for the, the Vikings Saints thing. And like, you know, perfect inflection. He let it breathe a little bit. And he, like, you know, got real excited about it. But the Titans pass game, Tony Romo was unbearable. The pass game? Yeah. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, fell asleep again. It was just he was unbearable. <laughs> he, like, like he just, he tried too hard he, he to make it seem like the Titans had a chance. A hundred percent. He talks exactly. He talks way too much. He's. I just I don't I don't know what he I don't know, like he just talks way too much for me. Let Jim like I don't never thought I said this. Let Jim Nance talk a little. Oh, bit. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I um, I watched. I listened, like I said, I listened to the I game. Know. I thought he was good. I I just I thought he was good. I thought he just try. And I know it's his job because he has to keep eyes on the TV. I think thought he just tried a little too hard to make. I'm sure he knew that this wasn't real, but to make the Titans, people believe that the Titans had a shot. To be honest, I mean, ESPN has been dealing with that problem, trying to make a playoff team seem like they have a legit shot. For that uh, Saturday, early Saturday afternoon AFC divisional playoff, when it's like the Titans led by, uh, I mean the Texans led by TJ Yates or like Brandon <laughs> oh, Whedon or something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> like they actually have a chance at winning. Look, 
I, I'm sure they're told to do that. Uh, I mean, I know they have to. You know, but like, it's just like Tony Romo's just like he gives he gives really good analysis. You're better sometimes. than that, right? Exactly. Yeah, like he gives really good analysis. He just needs to like just. It's his take, first year. Take a step back. It's his first year. He, well, he he just needs to like honestly just like drink like a couple beers and just like relax, man. It's his first year. Give yeah. him time. All right. Um, do we want to talk about some of the uh, coaching carousel moves that have been look like they have been finally been made? Yeah, like Matt Patricia possibly going to the Lions. Yeah. So, a I yeah, saw I think that's done, right? Yeah, I, pretty much. I well, like that. I mean, done in spirit without <laughs> when the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, like it's pretty much it's pretty much done. They just they can't do anything until it's you know. Also, there's a picture of him without a beard circulating circulating on Twitter today. He looks like a like a twelve year twelve year old boy without the beard. Don't like it. Don't like it. Keep the beard. Don't ever. Yeah, Yeah, I don't like anybody with big beards without beards. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Um, It takes it takes too long to get used to it. It just yeah. Once you have that beard, you're never allowed to not have that beard. Um, I mean, as a th- thing with being bald, once you're bald, I don't, know, I don't want you to have hair. Anymore. <laughs> like uh, some, if you went bald by choice, don't, don't grow it back out again. Yeah, well, that's like me. Like right. I, I, I sort of you, shave, you're the bald guy. I sort of shave my head down to a zero, and now when I let it get like, dude, I, I was say this is the longest. It's really too long. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm shaving on a Friday. Don't okay. worry. But uh, like if I get it too long now, I'm like, what the, what, what did I do? This is I don't, what. What? I'll say, like, every now and like, like then, we have a picture of um, you and my sister on your wedding day, and you have, like, legit long hair for you. I'm like, when did he ever have I long know. hair like that? It's so weird. It's crazy. I, I, I dislike that. I wish I shaved it before the wedding. Um, but for Patricia for the Lions, I I guess it makes sense, like, Not have bad. a defensive guy. Like, they, have, they already have the offense. I mean, they need a running back real bad, like an every down back. Like I like Theo, obviously, but they need an every down back. But the offense with Stafford and Jones and Tate is pretty solid. Um, they need a line. They're yeah. they're I think they're the team. One of the teams that needs line help the most. It's, if you it's talk Seahawks about somebody just getting yeah. killed, it's between Seahawks and them. Yep. Yeah, because because Stafford just gets fucking killed every game, and and no one seems to care. Like no one really, like, no one brings, yeah, no one brings it up. Like everyone talks about, we all talk about Wilson. And a lot of people talk about Wilson. Like oh my god, he can't, you know, Lions and help him. Um, yeah, how about the Lions and Stafford? Like Stafford gets hit. Is it more than anyone else? Because it, it seems it seems like it. It seems like it because I think the Browns last, but I, I really think it's because Kaiser just held the ball so much. Yeah, well, there's a difference between Kaiser being a rookie and Stafford knowing when to get rid of the ball and just not being able to. You know, like, yeah, it it sucks for fucking. I feel so. I bad know. For no matter no matter how many pro football pro football uh, focused stats you want to throw out there that say the Giants have middling line based on all stats, uh, for some reason they have the worst line in the league, and Stafford is just needs to be a better quarterback. It doesn't matter how. Much he gets hit. Man, imagine Stafford with the Giants get, line Giants and get, Odell Beckham. You know, for the Giants, it was they be- get so much attention. Um, their line gets so much attention for just being a completely below, like twenty. Okay, bottom third, but the top of the bottom third. Yeah, like close to average. That like, makes honestly, sense. it was the Giants because the first below three- that. No, they're below average, but they're they're 
a bottom five. They're nowhere bottom. near the Lions. No, I, well, I, said, or, I, said yeah. clo- I said close to average. Yeah, there's nowhere. They're nowhere Still near. below the average. But, but they're nowhere near the Lions and, and Browns and, and uh, Seahawks. It was just like the first three games. Like the first two games, they were extremely bad. And Eric Flowers' game beat mm-hmm. like a rented mule every every. But he got better. Play. He got he better. Did, oh, he, <laughs> he, he didn't allow the pressure. He didn't allow pressure for like eight straight games. So, you know, it's, you know. Did people don't I don't know, people just don't see it. Yeah. Um All right, going on to them. Yeah, might sorry. as well. Yeah. While talking about it. Perfect. Love it. Couldn't be happier with Shimmer. With Shimmer to the Giants, yeah. Um That's I think that's the perfect move. I'm I'm throwing anybody's brown resume out unless you go one in twenty and uh, one in uh thirty one, Dude, he, he won he, he, uh, he won ten back. games with the Browns. That's like a fucking Super Bowl with any what other did, team. What did you guys feel uh, like no, um, grading on a curve for like for like a, a day or two when he was talking about saving to the Browns? I mean, for the to the, uh, to the Giants. I mean, it was never it was never gonna. Happen. I mean, no, no, I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. I don't need the name that splashy. Saban is just Saban is the ultimate recruiter. He's the ultimate college coach. I no, I agree. I just want uh, to know. I just want to know your opinion because I know for like a day or two, everyone was like, "Well, there's, no, a, there's, it, a, there's a job opening, and Saban wants to leave Alabama." So it was like, "Let's go to the I, Giants." I think Shermer. I think Shermer is that guy who had. He just has such a good resume. Every besides his one head coaching stint, and it happened to be with the Browns, and he didn't. For, What's the Browns coach name now? I don't even want to remember his name Hugh anymore because he's so bad. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he didn't. He, Log- he didn't Logan. Hugh Jackman it up. <laughs> I'd rather have Hugh yeah, Jackman as their coach. Uh, Wolverine it up. All right. Also, so um, I, I think it's perfect hire. They're also they also have a top two pick. Hopefully, getting a new franchise, a new quarterback to train. Nope. This guy's the fucking quarterback whisperer. Everywhere he goes, he makes quarterbacks amazing. So like this is, I just think this checks all the boxes. I rather have him than any other of the names that I heard. Nah, okay. Eli's gonna be your quarterback for the next. All right, five before years. before we get into the Giants draft strategy a little bit, um, I saw Logan for the second time last night. It is it's not only one of my favorite superhero movies; it is just a fantastic movie overall. It's I, so good. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen Logan yet? No, I haven't. And oh, uh, well, you of all people, I thought would have seen it. Like, well, the pod, what's the, wrong? Yeah, what's well, wrong with you? What you the, love. Superhero movie. Well, one, That's of the, one of the best superhero movies. One of the biggest pod. One of the big. Well, the, the only real podcast I listen to besides ours um, is a comic book movie podcast, and I listened to it, um, and they sort of spoiled the movie for me. So I was just sort of like, ah, do I want to like? I, I was waiting until it came out on DVD to watch it, and I still haven't seen it yet. But like, I sort of know what happens, so it's sort of like, Dude, sort of, it's, sort of, it sort of killed. Well, it sort of killed the whole movie for me, knowing that I, you know, like what happened. It's so. so good, though. No, it, I know. It's I, more I, of so a feeling good. movie than a. But, it's more of a tone and feeling movie than a plot movie, though. I know. I just, I don't I, think that's like an extremely plot driven movie. It just sucks knowing what happens to the main characters of the movie. Um, I do love it. I'm, I'm I am uh, gonna see Logan. Uh, honestly, it, you still have to. It, it's you're you'll still be. In I well, I'm going. I'm going to all watch right. it. Anyways, uh, back you know, to the giant strategy. All right, so <laughs> Brent, I'll wait, give you. I'll Brent. give you. Uh, I'll go, you know what sucks going into a movie. The night I was going to see, I I've told you guys the story before. But this is like the worst spoiler you could ever get. The night I was going to see The Departed, uh-huh. I was eating dinner with my mom and my stepdad and the person I was going to go see the movie with. And my parents had seen it already. 
And they thought I just came back from seeing the movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they thought it was like a Saturday. They thought I saw it earlier that day. God and my damn mom it. was, and she, she goes, I mean, it was such an amazing movie. I can't believe everybody died but Mark Wahlberg, though. And I was like, <laughs> what? what Why fuck? would you say like, that? I'm right after dinner. You know, it's like, I'm leaving right after to go see the fucking movie and you just said that and then she tried to play it off like oh i'm just kidding i was like i know you're not kidding oh man and i the whole time i'm sitting in that movie theater watching this amazing movie i just know waiting at some point they're all gonna die that sucks Mark Wahlberg. oh man i'll tell you like that's like my go-to though like when i try and fuck with people like i will be like i can't believe everyone died but like the way your mom like you're saying like oh i can't believe everyone died but this guy like yeah. then you knew you were like ah oh, fuck Fuck. Although yeah. I will, I will say though, when Leo DiCaprio died. Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry. Um, First when, off, we're when, way past that. When Leo DiCaprio died in that movie, <laughs> I was fucking shocked. Oh yeah, I, I, I think I literally jumped. But when that I door, wasn't... when that door of the yeah, elevator I, opened, I, I jumped. And boom! Back. I was like, "What? Like, are you kidding me? Like, like you? Yep, no, no not one shocked at all. Completely saw it coming. That's. <laughs> I mean, you knew he was gonna die, but did you know he was gonna die then? Like, like still, I, I guess you knew, but I mean, I don't know. It just that was the most shocking, one of the most shocking deaths in a long time was was that one at the elevator. Thanks. Sorry, well, sorry. Thanks, Uta. Sorry, sorry. That's, and Thanks, my, it's, it's not my fault. <laughs> all right, but. you want to go back to the Giants? Oh yeah. All right. So Brian, real quick, wrap in, this in, thing up. In this situation, if the Giants draft. Anything but a quarterback with the second pick, would you be angry? Only I would only be angry if they kept the second pick and drafted anything but a quarterback. If they keep that pick, I will be livid if they don't take a quarterback. So you want but to, do you want to move back? Trade back mm, makes sense. Yeah, if they trade back, get maybe the eighth. Um, a first rounder next year, a second rounder this year, a third rounder this year. You know what I'm saying? Like a a golf Wentz type haul. I mean, oh, two to eight is, uh, is a haul. Okay That's it. a haul. Absolutely. Two to haul. eight is a fucking haul. And honestly, if uh, I mean, if the Jets didn't need a quarterback, too, I'd want them to take him at six. But there, there's a couple linemen at Notre Dame that are fucking savages. I, f- I forgot there's a website um, that I saw. Yeah, that, but like, they're not supposed to be. I, I think the top one is like McGlinkley or whatever. I think number 10 is where he's projected. Hmm. So I don't know if there's any linemen that are projected as top 10 talent. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, if, you, if the Giants move back to 8 or 10 and take one of them, that's okay. If they can move back to like 6 or 7 and get Barkley, and all, but they have to get a haul. If they stay yeah, at second, that's... they have to well, get the quarterback. There was a, that's there... my thought process going into it. There was a website, I can't remember, uh, it was a while back, like a few years ago, that um actually like figured out like, a money value. Oh, they have it online. You, you can put like, it out. Yeah, yeah. Like on yeah. E- what every pick is worth. Yeah, like, so, like so the, base, the first one is three thousand. The second one so is like twenty seven. The, the third one is twenty four. So, so do you sort of know how to pick? Like, so like if yeah. you're trying to trade up for this, you need to give up this, this, and this to or get that equal. Like, it's actually really amazing, like how it works. Yeah. I mean, like like six is sixth pick is like sixteen hundred. So like, and the first pick's three thousand. So, so thinking from have... from second to eight, you're still making up probably twenty seven, at least fourteen hundred. So that you you'll get a first round, a second round, and pro- and multiple second rounds. Because the lower you go, it sort of like gets incrementally yeah. Yeah. After, smaller. After five is like 
Just one hundred smaller. But like much. that's like it's just awesome to see it in that like because yeah. like no one ever thinks like oh man they got all this and then so if you can sort of put like like a like a money value to it mm-hmm. then you're like oh this makes more sense than just like yeah. this big here. But then you get somebody like here. Wentz and and your money system gets thrown in the Fucking trash because no I I get it so I, I get it but I'm just saying like it's just nice to sort of like be able to put a value on a pick like to figure out like what yeah. what's what. You know, like I don't know, it just this it just helps I guess a standard person to understand the draft a little better. Also you know? if the but, Jets but pick fucking Josh Allen at six, I will flip shit. He is a small college version of Christian Hackenberg. Yeah, there you go, do it. I Hackenberg. He's like, a big guy. What do you mean small? No, 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 small college. Oh, small college. His act—he—he's he's only had one year of above sixty percent completion percentage. Where did he play? Wyoming. Well, Wyoming's uh, you know, one of the top also schools. Lost. They also say he lost an insane amount of his offense to the draft. The year, like, he lost all of his top weapons from well, one no, year. To he, the he had he had multiple like, multiple year, years of really fifty. Good. In multiple years of fifty-five percent completion percentage. Well, and and his sounds like a Jets guy. His uh, strength of schedule was just a little bit, but pretty much comparable to Carson Wentz's. So it's not like it was facing like a, sh- a tough schedule. I want to see Mayfield in the big city. Oh my god! I would love. I would love Mayfield. Honestly, I, if the Jets picked. Um, like a lineman or an edge rusher at six, and then picked Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson in the second round. I'd be happy too about that. Wow. I mean, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson would be around because honestly, it's too it's too early to tell who's going to last what now. Because yeah. you have, you still have combine, you still have all that thing, all that factors that drop players and you know pull players off. I just, I just don't want Josh. So Josh, Josh I, mean, I just don't want. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. Like, like Rosen, Darnold, Mayfield. There's no wide receivers in this draft is what they say. There's there's no wide receivers in the linemen. That's like the one, um, the offensive lineman. That's the the little cabinet. You know, you know what though? Like, you know what? That's never, I hate when they say that because like they said that last year, there were no offensive linemen. And I mean, I, of course I'm gonna come back to the Saints. They got Ryan Ramchek at fucking 31, 32, but I want that motherfucker played every fucking snap for the Saints and was amazing. I want all my linemen to be big 10 white guys. Was really good too. What was it like? Who was that guy that the line? I mean, that, um, the Vikings drafted that was really good in the second round. Also, wait, I I totally forgot to mention this, but can we, I, I think I tweeted this, but the Vikings had one of the worst offensive lines last year and now one of the, and against the Saints, they didn't dominate, but they they fucking held. They their were own. they were good. For they them. were really good. We, and and that sort of you know helped Latavius Murray because oh. you know remember we talked about Latavius Murray like how bad he was going to be with this offensive line because the Raiders was so good. Yeah, but uh, no, it, they, it, they, it, they honestly those two teams flipped off. They, they, they turned it around. What? Oh, the Raiders. The oh, Raiders yeah, oh god, shit. yeah. Oh god, the whole team. Uh, oh, let's let's talk about bad coaching positions really fast. Um. Uh, John Gruden for that many years is a fucking terrible decision. I think we talked about this last week. Did we did? I think we did. Did I say they broke yeah. the did, did I say they broke the Rooney rule? Uh they're getting investigated for that? 
maybe? I don't think I did. I don't think we did. Yeah, uh, so they're getting investigated, I, I believe. Did, though. Didn't they, didn't they, aren't, didn't they say they interviewed somebody? Yeah, there was, inter- there was interview like a tight end coach or something. Okay, I was just like gonna that. say, I knew they were getting investigated quickly for the Rooney rule. I don't know, uh, how deeply that went. Which is that. so dumb. It's so dumb because it's... they're such a, historically, they very good about hiring black they were the first co- they were the first team to hire a black coach yeah. yeah they were the first team yeah it's just a dumb role it's a dumb role i don't see how that's not at this po- at this point I, especially I there's so there's so many people like the role i think it's like a little condescending i in I, my opinion I i'm agree. not black so i can't say i, mean, I know I, I, just, I i do agree i do kind of agree like where like forcing people to do something is not always in the best interest but it also gives Minority candidates an opportunity just to like be in that situation and gain experience and on that like like oh hey this is I need to for my next what, job I need to like, do this I, I need underst- to do that I need to have this prepared. I understand where the rule is Everybody coming from that but how how crazy I I've heard that argument a bunch of times like getting the interview like how come on these people have been coaches for they should know how to like publicly speak in interviews they they've been I mean well, well, here's, if you're an off, how many coach. times do you face the media if you're an offensive well, no. coordinator coach or like an offensive lineman coach no look here's, you're not facing the media in an interview i'm just saying like you should be able to talk to execs about football and stuff in an interview well, I'm, I'm not oh, yeah, sure but like, but how much the heck, value in interview places maybe more value that your name was was tied to that position so in the future when people think about somebody they think about your name that was in news reports i think that's where the value lies well, look is that your name gets out reports so now you're like in the thought process of being a head coach option and i think a big thing is just being in that thought process because it's such uh like a, it's such a legacy industry coaching All right that's fair but also i mean in Markets like New York and Chicago, their owners make them go through uh, their head coaching candidates like a fake interview process so they know that they'll be all right with the media. Like dealing with the media from jumping from a tight end coach or offensive lineman coach or whatever, it's a huge step. Like, and it, like, I'm, it affects, I'm sure, a lot of people's decisions. So if you get that experience, it can't hurt you. But I mean, like, I, I see where you're coming from. No. I, I like where the rules coming. No, yeah, I, I like, look, like I like where the rules coming from. Like what they were trying to do. I understand. It's a good idea, but I, I, I mean get, the execution obviously needs and, some help. And the reason why the number of black coaches have gone down. But the reason why I get it too earlier on is because look, every owner back then, even now, is an old stuffy white dude. So like yeah, you're trying to diversify. And back in the eighties and nineties, yeah, I, I understand it. But now I feel like there are so many damn fucking good black uh and other you know non-white you know like i said offensive coaches that are not head coaches that they will they will continue to move forward i think as head coaches yeah because they have my thing is i I don't think there's i really don't think there's any owner that's thinking to themselves i'm i don't want a black coach i think i think what uh, coaching suffers from now is uh i just don't think it i'm sorry i don't think any owner's thinking like that anymore i could be wrong I just I think might don't be. think it happens. I think what football is suffering from from coaches is a lack of imagination. hundred percent. I well, think that, that hurts black coaches. I think that hurts black coaches because there's there were in the past there's there's so little of them around, and for some reason NFL loves retreads. 
So they're just coming up with these coaches that were already failures a bunch of times, and they just keep getting these new jobs. And since there weren't black people in those positions in the past, anybody new is having trouble breaking through. So it just happens that that also is black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think there's a failure of imagination with football coaches. Like, you're picking people like John Gruden for yeah, name back, value. Yeah, yeah, when or, Jeff, or Jeff Fisher. That, yeah, when there's probably some coordinators that don't have any head coaching experience, but they call a damn good side of the ball, like defense or offense, and they'd probably do a better job. Well, so someone like a... Like a well, that's the same. It's, it's just giving chances to more people. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. like a forced chance. Yeah, but it's still... Valuable, I feel like. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. I mean, I like. I feel like we're both arguing the same point. From we're all yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it for. All right. For also, that. uh, Anyone I mean, just like on? McDaniel's to the Colts. If Andrew Luck's ever gonna play again, who knows? Apparently, yeah, he's good. I don't know. Also, um, I mean, I just want to get into a little, just a little Jets talk of uh, Brian. You mentioned this too. Uh, Manish Matter versus Doug Marone. Manish Mehta was uh, wilding on Twitter a little bit, trying to defend his Doug Marone character assassination after he made the AFC Championship game with the Titans. I mean, with the Jaguars, excuse me. Um, it's just, he was trying to say, oh, yeah, it wasn't all me. Like, Manish, buddy, let's be honest here. You basically led the campaign against of the anti-Marone campaign, and that's why they, that's why they just didn't hire him. The Jets and Bills were about to switch coaches. And the Jets probably would have came out on top if Manish Matter wasn't there. Marone's the man. Marone is the man. Also, I mean, you can also... He's a good coach. You can also argue that he... The Jaguars became awesomely better once Coughlin got there. Because the Jaguars were averaging like five wins a season I'm, until until Coughlin got there I'm also this pretty, year. I'm also pretty sure Doug Marone led the yeah, uh, Syracuse Marone Orange. Marone is more of a... What is that? Uh, I was going to say... The, Marone is more of a, an influence as a head coach than Coughlin. The president of operations. I mean, everything. Everything that the the media says is like Coughlin's like on the sidelines on practice, like pacing up and down, yelling at people. I'm sure he's involved, but Doug Marone's a good coach. No, he, he is. is a good coach. I mean, like I, I was trying to say, like he led Syracuse Orange to the first padding pinstripe bowl, like like a shitty. Oh team. shit! <laughs> the pinstripe bowl. Holy yeah. shit! No way. Yeah, but a team that like can't recruit, like do shit, like because. They're a terrible, like, football organization now. Like, mm. still led them to a fucking winning didn't, season and a pinstripe bowl championship versus Kansas State. Didn't Buffalo have the best defense in football that one year? And then With they just completely sent under Ryan? Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> yeah, Rex Ryan took over. He, he, he made a, a killer Buffalo defense. Yeah, and Rex Ryan took over, and the supposed defensive specialist. Oh, listen, I love Rex, but he took over a great Buffalo defense. He's a defensive guy, and... I enjoy they, Rex on ESPN. He he's all right. Like, listen, he he kills a little um, corny. He, yeah, he yeah he's corny, but I don't mind him. He's you know he he's, also kills some enjoyable. former Jets and like like oh listen, it was actually the players' fault. It wasn't my fault why the Jets fell off after the two AFC Championship game appearances. I don't know. He's he's enjoyable than some others that I listen to on television. So I don't know. He's yeah. he's a fun, ah. he's like a fun living guy. Also, um, else? Uh, I mean, just I mean, the Titans' job is open. I mean, I feel like if they... We could talk about that next week. When... All right. I mean, it'd be really funny if Jeff Fisher gets the Titans job, though. 
They would. He would. They're he not. would. He would murder Marcus Mariota. It would not be fun for anyone if Jeff Fisher gets. They wouldn't do that. They no. wouldn't do that. Please don't bring Jeff Fisher back. This. I'm place. just saying, like he would literally murder Marcus Mariota. <sighs> it, does Tennessee have? And to... It looks like McDaniel's to the Colts, right? Yeah, That's yeah, what, yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah, McDaniel's chose Colts over Titans, pretty much because of Andrew Luck. Does anyone else? I don't know. I uh, McDaniel's fucked like failed once. As a coach, he's gonna fail again. Listen, a lot, a lot of coaches flame out that no, first time. No, I know. If, I'm, just, if, I'm just saying. Is he? Is he? Is some coaches are better coordinators. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, fair. I like, um, I like the position that Sherm. I mean, that, uh, not, yeah, that Shermer is going in McDaniel's because uh, you still just don't know what's going on with Luck, and that team is a train wreck. Besides him, the thing is though, with Shermer, you you have to deal with. Um, New York. <laughs> well, you have to deal with New York, yeah. But you have to deal with either fading, like getting rid of a franchise quarterback as much as we don't think Eli is that anymore, but like the face of a franchise quarterback. Um, drafting a potential new court- franchise quarterback. Uh, dealing with Odell Beckham. He's going to be gunning for a new contract. And also coming off of a 2-14 and season when they were going to be... 3-13. 3-13. Whatever. Uh, when people thought they're a lot of people, uh, when a lot of people thought they were going to be Super Bowl like contenders, like that's not that's not a cher- okay. that's not a cherry pie compared to the Colts. The Colts are. Uh, I think it is. I'll spin that. I'll spin that in another direction. You go ahead. You have a possible franchise quarterback with a number two pick. You have possibly the you have the second best receiver in football, and you have low expectations from a two win season. So, ta da. I mean that's fair. Also, Ta-da. also another spin zone. Uh, Sherman used to coach the Browns, so it's the former Browns coach picking right after the Browns. You know the Browns are gonna miss on that franchise quarterback, and the pick right after that, the oh, Browns yeah. pick is gonna be that franchise quarterback. So you have that anti-Browns that's juju working for you. Yeah, that's the one reason why I want them. One of the top reasons why I want them to stay with the pick and pick a quarterback. Is because you're already letting the Browns take the worst one, so like <laughs> you're letting them get that out of the way. Browns are guaranteed to make the wrong choice. Whichever one that, yeah, they're guaranteed to make the wrong choice, so you get to make the right choice. Uh, I'm sorry, Cleveland. Listen, <sighs> they could only raise fifteen thousand dollars during their own sixteen parade. They don't. They don't deserve shit. If, if anyone, if anyone That's here that. listens from Cleveland, I'm sorry. Not really, though. All right, no, uh, no, not really. All right, so that will do it for us. Well, a little over this time, but... Uh, yes, but also we um, got our whole new... Um, new little setup. New setup yep. all uh, down. Brian was a little... Um, in and out. In and out. Hopefully, I don't know how that comes through. We'll find out when I uh, look at that it. That one moment where I was talking about Julio Jones, I was very out. No, but you were like... I don't know if you can't hear it through Skype, but you sort of like... Bleh, like, you know, the internet connection a little bit. I don't know. But uh, you sound good, like, besides that, you, yeah, sound, you sort of sound your like your connection. Okay, let's not talk about this on the podcast. Well, but, or we could. No, we could. Uh, just, no, no, but seriously, uh, new setup. If you um, are a sound technician, hit us up at fantasy tech. underscore lens on Twitter or email us at fantasylenspodcast.yahoo.com. Um, yeah. Did you say yahoo.com? Yeah. Who the fuck is on Yahoo? 
Are we, oh, is that Gmail? Who the fuck is on? No, we're on Netscape.com. Right, we're on CompuServe.net. We're also on. Where the fuck? Who? All right. Also, I don't know. Just um, also leave ratings, subscriptions, and stuff like that. Go to and our GeoCities page. Um, back from 1995, please. Search us on <laughs> Just type in Fantasy Lines onto Jeeves. The butler will take you there. Um, but that will do it for us for this week. And oh, this thing's still on. Yeah, man, we're still on. <laughs> Did you hear it? We'll be we'll be back next week after the conference finals, uh, hoping for a Jaguars versus uh, Eagles championship uh, Super Bowl. Peace, peace.